Terry and, and Don McGee have uh, been a part of our church. We're continuing this morning, uh, actually the last Sunday through July. We've had the My Story, if uh, this is your first Sunday here. It's great to have you. Um, we've uh, been journeying through July in a My Story series and people in our church family that are sharing uh, so transparently and just we've heard some, some great uh, challenges and words of inspiration from the lives of people within our own church family. And this morning, privileged to have uh, Terry and Dawn share. Again, they've been a part of our church family right since we started in uh, 2006 in the fall. And they're a couple, if you know them at all, that often maybe all, actually always have many irons, many, many irons in the fire and doing some, uh, just some neat things through their lives, working for God. Terry is the founder of the Shepherd's Guide that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, and they're actually available at the information table uh, or in the information kiosk. You can pick one up. Uh, Don served on our uh, ECC Pastors Council leadership team some years ago and just served uh, so well. They're a servant-hearted couple who have a depth in their spiritual walk that is exemplary. So I encourage you to open your hearts to them as they, uh, as they come and share now. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to share this morning. Um, as you will see, Don and I have different styles of sharing, so you will get a variety <laughs> of uh, sharing. <clears throat> but one of the phrases I've heard uh, a few years ago that really connected with me, really stuck with me, uh, is this, life is a collection of seasons. And some seasons are defined by changes in occupation, uh, changes in relationship, changes in physical um, events that happen. Some certain life events that happen change a season. And so this morning, Dawn and I are going to share with you some of the things that have occurred over this last year and um, what we've been learning from them. One of the things that happened to me in January was uh, um, I did a little fancy footwork. I slipped on the ice. Uh, and broke my leg in three places. And this uh, created, obviously, some very drastic, immediate changes for us. And uh, through that process, uh, we've, we've learned some things. And so that's part of what we're going to share today. For me, it triggered uh, frustration in not being able to be mobile. I broke my right leg, so I couldn't drive. And uh, as Dad and I were 
talking about on the way here, the, the McGee's are a mobile bunch. <laughs> so being immobile was, uh, was challenging. And part of that challenge was anywhere I wanted or needed to go, I had to ask somebody to go and usually it was Don <laughs> who I had to ask and, and I found that really challenging because um, Don is, is very busy, very active and even at that time before um, I broke my leg uh, feeling overwhelmed and uh, so that was difficult for me. And I knew whenever I had to ask that that was putting more stress on her. And um, we were blessed to have uh, others of family and that who stepped in and, and did help during that time. But I found that very humbling, <laughs> having to ask for something that I normally would just be able to do for myself. So you'll find that Terry's a preacher and I'm a teacher and you'll notice that because he brought one, two, three, four pages of notes all in very small type. <laughs> I brought four pages of notes in very large type. So I won't be up here too long, but we've learned our sweet spot. And our sweet spot when we work together and minister is that Terry preaches and I teach. So he brings the Word of God, and I bring a practical application to the Word of God. So that's what I'm going to do for you today. So finishing well, that's kind of our topic. Um, Pastor Marlowe had asked us to talk about, and he gave us how many minutes? Forty? No, 25. We'll try to stay on time. I'm not promising anything about this guy, but I'll do my best. So finishing well doesn't come just at the end of your life. Your life is full of seasons in which you finish. Each season will dictate how you go into the next season. Ecclesiastic 3 says, To everything there is a season and a time, to every purpose under heaven. We need to remember nothing lasts forever. We get in these seasons of our life and we don't see the end. We just see the anxiety of this season. So we wind up in there without looking forward. But God sees the end. A season is only for a time. The last part of that verse speaks to me. It says to every purpose. That means that every season you're in has a purpose. There's a reason you're there. There's a lesson to be learned. There's something to change. So everything that is in your life has a purpose. It is how we respond to those seasons of purpose that is crucially important. Let me help you to see it in a way that I learn best. I'll walk you visually through my season with Terry's broken leg. I'm going to be transparent and share some ugly reactions I had to this season of my life. And to be completely honest, I constantly have to work on these areas. I'm not perfect yet or I'd be in heaven, right? I do want to give myself a bit of a caveat here as well as you. A reaction 
is something that happens before re before sorry I'm not good at reading before processing the right way to respond did you hear that a reaction is something that happens before you have time to think of the right way to respond that said we're always responsible for our reactions but we are responsible for our act, or we're always responsible, not always responsible for our reaction, but we are responsible for our actions after our reaction. The act of asking for forgiveness, which Terry will tell you I ask for a lot. I should be on my knees constantly begging for forgiveness, I think. And then working to change. So we don't react in that derogatory manner all the time. We are to work at being more Christ-like in all seasons, good and bad. My quest is to model the fruits of the Spirit, and to do that, I have to make choices. Actually, this summer, I've been working with my grandkids, and they come twice a week, and we always do a Bible lesson, and our Bible lessons for this season is fruits of the Spirit. And boy, it spoke a lot to me. As a matter of fact, this is one of the lessons I taught them. So these are my least favorite shirts in my wardrobe that I'm going to use an example. <laughs> These shirts happen to be the things that I do all the dirty work around the house. They're for cleaning out things outside. They usually smell not too nice even after I wash them, but I keep them because I don't want to get my good clothes dirty. So I'm going to ask Terry to hand me these shirts as I talk about this. Because I'm a teacher of object lessons, I, I learn by visual means, so I'm going to give you some visual ideas. So let's say the red shirt, can you hand me the red shirt, Terry? So this particular shirt represents my anger, caused by my selfish thinking of how could this happen to me. So I'm going to put this on. I'm going to get very hot up here and very sweaty. And I'm going to mess up my hair just for you. That's new. Because yeah. that doesn't happen a lot. So you got to know you're special. So then the next thing that I have had happen with Terry is envy. I kept thinking, why is someone else's life going so smooth when mine's going so rough? So I decided to wear, oh, you knew it was a green shirt, eh? Green shirt of envy. I can read your notes. <laughs> really you had to do that up here didn't you <laughs> okay so I'm going to put on the green shirt of envy then frustration thinking I can't handle this God so I put on the orange shirt of frustration Ooh, it's getting warm up here you guys how's my hair looking uncomfortable then one of my favorite ones that I won't admit I wear but I do because I have a strong thing that I don't ever want to be a victim but I tend to wear that shirt a bit when I really look close at my life and actually it's interesting because this black shirt that I chose was actually from Alcatraz when we went there so yeah so I'm going to put on this shirt which is my victim shirt. Hmm. And these are the things that I wore during the time that Terry was injured. 
but it's not what I wanted to wear. What I wanted to wear was to take off, because it's really uncomfortable wearing these things. It's tight, it's uncomfortable, I'm sweating. I'm hoping my shirt stays down. This is a <laughs> church. So I'd like to get rid of this black shirt. I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to think like a victim. I don't want to act like a victim. I want to choose to be blessed. I'll take off this orange shirt, which was frustration, because I have a chance to experience the peace and amidst the chaos of my life, and that's God's peace. I'm going to take off this green shirt, which was envy, because I have a chance to choose to think that I am blessed and I am thankful for everything. Is my shirt staying down? No, part of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I wore an undershirt under this. Okay, honey, help me out here. Okay, I'll hold this down, you pull up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> so I took off anger because I have a chance to choose joy. Why not me? There's so many people that are struggling with more than I have to do. And if I was truthful, what I'd like to do is pick the most favorite piece of clothing I have in my wardrobe. And that would be the fruits of the Spirit. And I'm not going to try to put this on because that would be really interesting trying to take this off. But if I could clothe myself every day, if I could look at my wardrobe that I wear on the inside, in my mind, in my heart, I'd rather choose to have the fruits of the Spirit. And the fruits of the Spirit is in Galatians 5, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It says, against such things there is no law. Once we're able to do this, we'll feel better. Now, I want to give you a little hint here. We'll feel better. We deal with feelings. Feelings are neither good nor bad. But they're just that. They're your feelings. You can't force anybody to have your feelings. I can't say to Terry, I want you to feel frustrated because I'm frustrated. I have to own those feelings myself and do something with them. And once I do that, I can feel better myself and I can treat others better. If I told you how I treated Terry some of those times during his broken leg, I would be embarrassed in a church to say. And maybe it wasn't how I treated him, but the thoughts that ran through my mind while he lay next to me cuddling. I don't want those feelings. I want to love my husband more than life itself because God gave him to me. But it's a choice a choice to live and wear the fruits of the Spirit. I thought perhaps I'd hang this up in my uh, bedroom because maybe visual reminders will help me because I'm instantaneous. My thoughts come like that, and I'd rather not have thoughts that don't line up with God's Word. 
So this is one of my favorite outfits. This was from Nigeria, one of the ladies that we spoke at the um, marriage conference there. She gave me this. So it's not about what the dress looks like. It's about what's behind the dress. So I'm going to leave you with this, and then I'll let my husband um, finish. So I'm going to leave you with how I want to live this life. Can I give you this now? I don't have enough hands, honey. I'm not an octopus. So, 2 Timothy 4.7. And I want this said at my funeral. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. Thank you. <laughs> One day, uh, as I was hobbling from uh, my office to the bedroom with... Uh, my leg in a cast, um, I just kind of asked the Lord a question. So, what's with this broken leg? And many times that's kind of how my interaction with the Lord goes. I'll ask him a question. And, and um, it, it was interesting one word came to me, transition. And I'm, okay. And I was kind of waiting for kind of a follow-up or a explanation. But all, all I got was uh, one word, transition. Um, and a couple hours later, we uh, were meeting for lunch and, and with some of our our team from the Shepherd's Guide, and uh, Dietrich, one of the ladies that the Lord's brought alongside in this last year to to work with us and, and help us, um, just happened to mention uh, during the lunch that several of the people that she'd been talking to in the last week had mentioned this word transition. And so that... <laughs> kind of perked my ears up. Uh, the Lord had just said this word to me a couple hours ago, and so uh, w w I wanted to, to explore that. So, so Lord, what, what is transition? What, what does this mean? Um, and so God has, has kind of used this situation uh, with my broken leg to, to emphasize to us that we can't do everything ourselves, that we need other people to come alongside um, and to work with us and to give us the ability to do more than what we can do just by ourselves. So transition is not comfortable. It's something that um, takes us out of our comfort zone. And so here's a few of the lessons that we've been learning uh, with regard to transition. First of all, accept the change. Don't go against the tide. Don't live in denial. 
When I broke my leg, if I would have got up the next morning and tried to walk on that the way I had a couple days ago, the consequences of that would have been very disastrous. And the faster that we can adjust to the new situation, the better off we will be in a time of transition. And it just so happened, even while I was in the hospital, after they did surgery, um, I was reading a book uh, by Mary Beth Chapman, Curtis uh, Stephen Chapman's wife, the gospel singer, and they, uh, in their family, had a tragic accident where actually one of their children was killed, was run over by uh, one of their older sons. And one of the phrases that, that they talked about was figuring out what was the new normal. And so <laughs> as I came home from the hospital and we were trying to adjust to the situation, that phrase, the new normal, uh, became very meaningful to to us because reality had shifted. I couldn't do what I used to do uh, and it was putting um, some change in place. The other thing we learned is, is for us to recognize that this situation didn't catch God by surprise. And his plan for us includes the transition, the changes. And even if it's something that maybe was not his best choice for us, he is able to work through that. And the amazing thing about our God is that he has the ability to take situations and take circumstances uh, Romans 8.28 says, We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So God can bring good out of situations that neither he or necessarily you have created. Even if the situation you're facing is a result of something that someone else did to you, if we can keep our heart right before God, he can bring good out of even those situations. Second thing we learned was don't try to go back to the old season. <laughs> Isaiah 48 43, 18, and 19, uh, God says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. So take what is good from the old season, but move on to the new one. Reflect on the past season. Learn the lessons that are there to be learned. 
remember and store up the good memories because those memories keep us thankful. They remind us of God's faithfulness. And don't waste a lot of time on regret. If we've made wrong decisions, uh, repent, admit where we've gone wrong, ask God's forgiveness, and go in a different direction. Don't keep on making <laughs> the same mistakes again. And if there are people that we've wronged, ask their forgiveness. As, as much as it depends upon us, try and leave the old season clean. Because how we leave the old season is how we will enter into the new one. And then thirdly, after we've learned what we can from the previous season, face the new season with confidence. Jeremiah 29, 11, this is one of my favorite verses. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. God's plan for you did not end with that last season. He does have a plan and a future for you ongoing. Keep as much, and this is something I think is important, keep as much of your situation stable apart from the event or the circumstance that caused the change. Allow yourself time emotionally to adjust to the change. Um, and if possible, don't make any major uh, decisions financially or relationally until you've had time to adjust to the new situation that you're in. This is important to keep connected to your family and your friends and your church family and your support structure during this time because our, my natural instinct when change comes is to isolate. But now is during those times of transition and change is when we need our family, our community, our family of God the most. And during a time of change, you'll find out who your true friends are. Some relationships will not survive the change of seasons. And it's very valuable for you to discover who your true friends, who your true relationships are. And after you've gone through a major change of seasons, you will view life differently. You will hold things lighter. Uh, possessions, uh, social status, economic position, those things will be less important. What you will value more is relationships. 
and those who you truly can stand and walk with. And you will deepen your relationship with God because you will see his faithfulness in walking you through that time of transition. There's an awesome verse uh, in Lamentations um, 3, verse 21 and 23 to 23. It said, yet I dare to hope when I remember this, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. So I came out of this season with a broken leg, thankful for God's healing, thankful for his restoration. I'm thankful for my family, for my friends, those who've come alongside of us to help. I'm thankful especially for Dawn. Hopefully I didn't have to break my leg to be thankful for my wife. Um, I'm reminded of Jacob in the Old Testament when he wrestled with the angel and, and at the end his hip was put out of joint. I, I kind of have, a, when I feel my leg <laughs> and feel those twinges that are still there, for me it's, it's a reminder of my dependence on God. And in some ways I hope that reminder stays with me and sticks with me through the rest of my life. I've learned that it's okay to be weak. <laughs> and for a guy especially, I don't think that's an easy lesson for us to learn. Um, in 2 Corinthians 12, uh, verse 8 and 9, Paul says this. He says, three different times I begged the Lord to take away his thorn in the flesh. He said, each time God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. My power works best in weakness. So Paul said, now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so the power of Christ can work through me. Going through times of, of weakness is, for me, was a reminder of, of God's strength and my ability that I can lean on him, and he will be sufficient for what I need. In November, we went <coughs> to Nigeria, as Don mentioned, with that dress that isn't there anymore. Um, and for me, it was a glimpse of perhaps what God has for us in our next season after the Shepherd's Guide. We had an opportunity with the team that was there to, to share in a marriage conference, to um, work with a street pastor in, in a inner city youth. Uh, uh, we were able to share in a, a church it has four services each Sunday morning with up to a thousand people in each of the services and God gave us some very specific 
um, message to speak in. And during that time, there were some very strong prophetic messages uh, spoke over us. So I know that our season where we're at currently is not the last season God has for us. But we want to finish this season well. Um, that scripture Don uh, mentioned from uh, 2 Timothy 4, where, where Paul says, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith. That's my goal. I want to come to the end of my life and know that I have done everything that was in God's heart for me to do during my life. And I'm very fortunate. I have a, an excellent example of, of finishing well for me to look up to. My, my dad is 90 years old, and he's walked with the Lord, and, and he's given me a consistent, and our family, a consistent example for us to see what finishing well looks like. And that's how I want to come to the end of my life. And so when a situation happens, we, we don't look at it just from how do I feel today or, or what do I want to do today, but it's taking the long look. How will, this, how will my actions not only affect today, but next week and next month and next year and 20 years from now? And so that's the perspective I want to live my life from, is to finish well. So thank you for allowing us to share today.